And welcome to Tuesday on the Pure Opelka Podcast. Mike here, and thank you for hanging out. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends. We try and get this thing posted as close to the middle of the day as possible, but so often there's so much going on that we get backed up. A couple of things going on today on this uh, Tuesday, the 15th of February, the Ides of February. Yeah, the Ides. You know, it's not just the Ides of March. It's also the Ides of February. I have to say it like that because some people get mad when I don't pronounce February right. So I have to say February. Uh, We always go back and look quickly back at history on this day back in the day. It was 1898, the Maine, our ship, the Maine, was blown up in Havana Harbor, killing 268 sailors of the nearly 400. So it was well over half the crew, 268 killed, and triggered a massive enlistment for uh, Americans to fight in what would be the Spanish-American War. It lasted about three months. We kicked some butt. And we also, in the treaty that ended that war, picked up Puerto Rico and Guam and, I believe, the Philippines. A little bit of history there. On this date in 1903, the first teddy bear went on sale. You know the story. Teddy Roosevelt, the inspiration of the teddy bear, because he wouldn't shoot a bear that had been chained to a tree. Yeah, good for him. Uh, On this date in uh, 1957, Harry Belafonte hit number one with the Banana Boat song. And if you say the Banana Boat song, the people who haven't really heard it in a long time don't recognize it. But then you got to say, Dale, that song, Uh, the thing with Dale, daylight coming, we want to go home. The Banana Boat song. I also believe that might have been one of the first gold singles that was certified in, uh, in the music in America. 1957, 65 years ago. Also, uh, speaking of 65, is in 1965, Canada raised the Maple Leaf flag for the first time. They had changed the flags. The Maple Leaf flag were also used to the Maple Leaf that was uh, raised on this date for the first time in 1965. And while we're at it, while we're talking about Canada, let's talk about Canada. Yesterday, we heard that the uh, Canadian Prime Minister was about to try and put the hammer down on the truckers in Ottawa. They cleared the bridge that connects um, Detroit or Michigan to uh, Canada so the parts could start coming over the border. That was already done. The truckers actually opened the lane, but then they were told they had to move. So the cops came in. They moved. But Ottawa, the capital, still still clogged. So yesterday, Justin Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act in Canada, something that hadn't been done, I think, in at least 50 years and maybe never before. And what did he have to say? Here's a little bit. The Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels across the country. This is about keeping Canadians safe. These tools include strengthening their ability to impose fines or imprisonment. Financial institutions will be authorized or directed to render 
essential services to help address the situation by regulating and prohibiting the use of property to fund or support illegal blockades. But he's not a dictator. No. No, there was a a piece of video I had seen from the Rebel News Network in Canada that had uh, Justin Trudeau saying when he was asked which leaders he he admired the most in the world or which country, he said China, because a dictator can do so much more to turn his country around if he senses there's danger or a problem. So this guy has openly thought about being a dictator for years, and he gave you a little hint of it right there in that explanation of the duties. I don't know if you caught it. Here's a little bit of it when he was talking about the banks. Financial institutions will be authorized or directed to render essential services to help address the situation by regulating and prohibiting the use of property to fund or support illegal blockades. Hmm, the old money squeeze, but... The money squeeze from the banks could be government directed, could be mandated. He even said it. I think he said the quiet part out loud. Financial institutions will be authorized or directed. Authorized or directed. Directed by whom? I guess that's by you, the dictator, the guy who had dreams of being a dictator. Now, In terms of what does that financial squeeze mean, one of Trudeau's assistant ministers gave an explanation after he spoke, gave us the actual details on how this is going to break down. As of today, a bank or other financial service provider will be able to immediately freeze or suspend an account without a court order. If your truck is being used in these illegal blockades, your corporate accounts will be frozen. The insurance on your vehicle will be suspended. So that's kind of scary when you think about it. Without a court order, so there's no due process afforded to these truckers. And you imagine you're out in your truck, you're you're hungry, you go to the ATM, you put your card in the machine, and... Nothing. Your account is suspended. You can't get to anything. Your insurance, God forbid something happened to your truck, vandals come in and damage your truck. Your insurance is suspended. This is the most dictatorial thing I've seen out of a Western nation in forever. Absolutely in forever. A little bit scary, more than scary, don't you think, or don't you? You should. CNN and MSNBC are trying to uh, report on this, but they're not exactly fair. Here's a little bit of what we heard yesterday on those two cable networks. What you've seen in, 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 uh, in Canada is others are fearful of these protesters who are arguing for freedom. Now it's sort of generically anti-government, all wrapped in this sort of notion or the guise of freedom, you know, whatever that means to these individuals. Freedom, freedom. Remember, they want bodily autonomy. They do not want to be forced to take a vaccine in order to do their jobs, and their jobs are pretty much isolated anyway. And oh, by the way, the province of Ontario is dropping the vaccine mandate, passport mandate, on March 1st. We're two weeks away, less than two weeks away. 
but these guys are pulling the dictator move. It's a real dictator move, seriously. And that that whole freedom thing, that seems to elude many people, like, like Joe Biden, for example. Remember him kind of tossing the concept of individual freedom aside when people were saying, I don't want to have to wear a mask, I don't want to have to take the vaccine? Two things that concern me. One are those who just try to make this a political issue. Freedom. I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Yeah, come on, freedom. Come on. Come on, freedom. A little scary. More than a little scary. We also got scary news today as uh, we were getting ready to put the podcast together that the producer price inflate in, in the producer price index, what they call the wholesale prices, skyrocketed. They expected it to be about half of what it was. It's now nearing a record level, 9.7% year over year. And again, that's going to make everything more expensive. Everything. And if we remember, it was uh, just a couple days ago, Joe Biden sat down with Lester Holt over at MSNBC and Lester wanted to ask him a question about inflation. And Joe got testy. Back in July, you said inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, and I understand that's your job. No, no, he's not being a wise guy. It's a perfectly legitimate question. A completely legitimate question. But, Joe, you know, if I asked you, you'd tell me. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, and I understand that's your job. No. No, it's not a wise guy situation. It is my job. It's it's every member of the media's job to ask you questions. And speaking of which, uh, the Durham filing, which points right back to Hillary Clinton in a major league way, the Durham filing now is off limits if you ask about it at the White House. At the press briefing yesterday, the White House press office was asked about it and they would not take it. I'll refer you to the Department of Defense. I'll refer you to uh, or to the uh, DOJ. Just not even answering questions. It's really getting scary, I'm sure, for them. Oh, I did find that uh, clip of Justin Trudeau while we're talking about freedom, etc. Justin Trudeau, a couple of years ago, was asked about... Uh, the countries that he he idolized. Even with Sun TV watching for any slip, he was asked which country he most admired and referred to China. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime and say, we need to go green as fast as we need to start, you know, investing in solar. I mean, there is a flexibility that I know Stephen Harper must dream about of having a dictatorship that he could do everything he wanted. So he dreams of a dictatorship and he just pull, pulled this move. That really is a dictatorial move. That should be very concerning to our Canadian friends. Keep Canada in your prayers, for God's sakes. Wow. While we're on the subject of praying, pray for our country. I don't ever think it's a bad idea to pray. As a matter of fact, I would suggest you do it every day. 
maybe even a couple of times. But we are now seeing uh, what, what many people are calling the great pivot by the Democrats. The Democrats have realized that just over a year in charge with the House, the Senate, and Biden, they have actually destroyed this country, and it's teetering on a complete meltdown. So they have now got to change everything. Yesterday, the Washington, D.C. mayor finally said, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to end those uh, pesky vaccine mandates in order to go into restaurants and stuff. They still want the kids masked in school, which makes no damn sense. But they're ending the vaccine mandates, and we're seeing blue states everywhere ending the vaccine and mask mandates. And now we're seeing the pivot on the defunding of the police. Nancy Pelosi was asked about it this weekend from George Stephanopoulos, asked about it and uh, asked specifically about Missouri Congresswoman Cori Bush, who's still saying she wants to defund the police. Nancy is making that movement officially dead, or at least she declared it on Sunday. Cori Bush, Congresswoman from Missouri, is saying it's time to defund the police. He's sticking by that. You're the speaker. How do you think Democrats should address rising crime? Well, with all the respect in the world for Cori Bush, that is not the position of the Democratic Party. I quote one of my colleagues from New York, Richie, Richie Torres, a brand new member of Congress, way on the left, uh, saying that defund the police is dead. That causes a concern with a few in our caucus. But Public safety is our responsibility. Hmm. Public safety. Go to your home state, Nancy Pelosi. Visit your home city of San Francisco. See the needles, the homeless camps, the poop on the streets, the shoplifting. If public safety really, really was at the top of the list of concerns for you, you would not have allowed this to happen. You would not have encouraged it to happen. But that's exactly what they did. We cannot let the country forget what the Democrats have done under Joe Biden and what they will do if we continue to reward them with elections, midterm elections just around the corner. I know it seems like a long time till November, but we have to keep reminding everybody of what these guys did. All right. I'm uh, stepping out of the news cycle to get into the uh, guest cycle. Our buddy Jim Stovall is going to join us next. Jim Stovall with his Winner's Wisdom column, one of the most inspiring people I know. Next on the Pure Opelka podcast. Our friend Jim Stovall is back, and I'm, I'm very lucky and very blessed to call Jim Stovall a friend. He's so much more than that. He is a, he's a guy who is a very successful entrepreneur. He is a, a gifted writer and speaker. He's a guy who actually is... So, so far above my pay grade, I wonder why he spends time with me. And the inventor of the narrative television network that helps people who can't see, appreciate movies and TV shows, and as I said, author of more than 70 books, is here. And uh, Jim, I have so many places I want to go, not just with the Winner's Wisdom topic this week. Um, Have you got a little extra time today? Let's do it, man, because I, like you, ponder, ponder, why do I spend time with this man? And maybe we can we can explore that a little here. Oh, good. Oh, good. Very good. Very good. Uh, well, b- before we get into the column this week, the Winner's Wisdom column that everybody can get at uh, jimstovall.com, 
Uh, I was hearkening back to a segment we did last week with Dr. Michael Royson of the Cleveland Clinic. And we were talking about circadian rhythms and how uh, our, our bodily rhythms, our lives are affected by sunlight because we talked about winter and seasonal affected disorder. And uh, I, I just wondered, Jim Stovall's a guy who was sighted and then early in his life lost his sight and now is a person who is blind. And how has that transition from being sighted to blindness affected or been affected uh, by your circadian rhythms? Well, it's interesting. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I lost my sight. I've been totally blind since 29. In my 30s and 40s, I slept very little. And I, I, and it wasn't, you know, I, I was hard driving. I was an entrepreneur. I was doing a lot of things for those decades. But it wasn't like I was deprived. I... I wake up every morning at four, if not sooner, if not earlier. But uh, uh, my alarm is set at four o'clock, and it has not gone off in years. I wake up before that, and it's not like I'm suffering. I, you know, when I talk about that in audiences and people groan, and you know, I'm awake. I'm I'm ready to go. I mean, I and uh, but you know, once I got past fifty, I. You know, I started doing some reading and studying, and I realized that uh, we do need more sleep. And so I try to get a little more sleep, and uh, I, I've been taking these melatonin supplements that changed my life. I mean, I, I can now kind of control when I want to go to sleep better. But the sunlight does affect, and it's not a visual thing. Whenever I can, I get out. Uh, you know, I'm blessed to live here in Oklahoma where we have winter. We get snow occasionally. But uh, yesterday it was 70 degrees and sunny and no wind. And so uh, and I spent the afternoon out on my deck, and I, I enjoy that. And, yes, it does help you sleep better. And, uh, and I think, you know, as much as people can, you need to get into that, uh, that pattern that works for you. And uh, it's, it's an important thing. I mean, it really is a... a, a uh, silver bullet that can help you a lot if you can uh, if you can uh, get get the right amount of sleep you know work toward that seven hours yeah that is one of the other things that dr rosen always yells at me about he said you, you got to get at least six and a half ideally mm -hmm. seven to eight and uh, i guess the question that you answered for me or the answer you you gave and that makes great sense is uh the body detects the sun and picks it up your eyes mm -hmm. don't have to see it but it's your body that's soaking in the sun and ultimately that great vitamin D, which is so important oh, yeah. to so many things that we fight. So, uh, okay, good. I appreciate it. And that. in the reading I've done on it, Mike, it's interesting. One of the reasons people need more sleep now than they've ever needed before is eye strain coming from screen time. And eye strain makes you tired and makes you need more sleep. Well, obviously, I don't get any eye strain. So I don't, uh, that's just not a factor for me. And, uh, you know, I am not proud of this. I'm not advocating this. Don't try this at home, kids. But uh, in my 30s, when I was building my companies and doing the things I did, I would often uh, skip a night. I would literally work straight through and, you know, it's three or four in the morning and I'm finishing up my work and I'm thinking, wow, it's really not even worth it. So I would just uh, shower, get a workout and uh, go through, push through work that day. And I, I did that on a number of occasions, really stupid, but I did that on a number of occasions. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, it you seem to be able to do it between your 20s and 30s, but then there is a diminishing return after that if you attempt to to kind of burn that candle at both ends and in the middle at the same time. Sleep, people. It is necessary for good brain function, not just good physical function. Uh, Jim, let's get into this week's Winner's Wisdom column because I, I opened up the uh, the column when you sent it to me and I read the headline, Avoiding Experts. I'm like, yeah, after years of being in radio, every time the program director would say, we have a consultant we're bringing in to tell you guys just how bad you are and, and why you need to do different things. I was like, oh, great, another expert. But I'm sure there are some good experts. But what are we learning this week? Well, you know, we we live or die, succeed or fail, based on making good decisions. And good decisions are a product of uh, good judgment and a lot of great information. If you get enough information, you know, a 10-year-old kid can make the right decision if you have enough information. And unfortunately, we have more information than any people that have ever inhabited the planet Earth but it's not all good information, and everybody who claims to be an expert is not. In fact, uh, the majority of people that come to you, uh, you know, wanting to sell you their expertise or wanting you to buy things based on their advice, these people really need to be avoided. And the litmus test for me is don't take advice from anybody that doesn't have what you want. It's just that simple. And if I could leave people with one idea about experts don't take advice from anybody who doesn't have what you want there are people that i i was speaking at an event not long ago and there was a guy there and he does these millionaire seminars how to be a millionaire it's great it's wonderful and um and uh, you know we were talking about uh, i said we could get together afterwards and he said well i'm over at this hotel well this was a kind of a sketchy place and i said <laughs> wow there's 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 room over here um you know, uh, why are you staying down there? Well, it's a little expensive. I can't afford it. <laughs> and I said, hold, hold, hold on. I mean, you're charging people thousands of dollars, and more importantly that, and asking them to take three days out of their life so you can tell them how to be a millionaire, and you can't afford a decent room. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, this is a guy, you know, if it cost a dollar to get out of town, he, you know, he, he couldn't do it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, we should not take advice from people who don't have what we want. If you want to get in shape or lose weight, uh, don't pick a doctor or an exercise uh, trainer that's, that's overweight. Just don't do it. It's, uh, you know, and it doesn't mean that people, you know, don't know you know, but if if they're not living the life you want to live, they don't care about the same things you care about. And so you don't take advice from people don't have what you want. And then expertise does not transfer. Um, you know, anything on or around the basketball floor, I yield to LeBron James. But if you're trying to rebuild the carburetor in your 66 Camaro, he may not be the guy. Just because you're an expert in one thing doesn't mean you know anything about anything else. And we have a tendency to want uh, to to transition to other things where it really doesn't. This is so important. You know, the, the um, transferring of expertise happens in our minds. And we see it so often in politics. When, when someone pops to the middle of all of our attention and someone like, for example, The Rock, 
who was an actor, mm-hmm. who was a wrestler, and people started talking about The Rock as a possible presidential candidate. And you go, wait, 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 wait a minute. This is a guy who worked in the field of sports entertainment and wrestling, which is totally fake. And now he's made millions in Hollywood. What makes you think an actor like that could be present? And they point to Ronald Reagan without understanding everything else that was behind Reagan. It's just this crazy uh, leap that we make. And I think this is so important that we have to understand just because you have expertise in one area doesn't mean that suddenly you're an expert in every area. And more often than not, it means you have a limited sphere, a limited understanding of the world because you are so focused in one area. And therefore, you should not be considered the panacea for all problems. At least I I hope we don't think that. Yeah, in my office, we called it, well, I had a candidate stop by to meet me years ago, and he was running for office, and he said, I've got the Gary Busey endorsement. Well, I, I know Busey. We've worked together on a couple projects. Uh, so, somewhat talented other, but he, he, he's not a well-balanced man. I would not let Gary Busey walk my dog. I mean, he just <laughs> this guy is, is, is just not all there. I love the man, but, I mean, really, he's, he's you know, he's and, – and to say I've got the, the Busey endorsement, I said, well, if you do have it, can we keep that a state secret? Please don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. in, fact, in fact, you know, it's like when – when a, a congressman running in a midterm asked Truman, uh, you know, the guy said, I need an endorsement. And while Truman, Truman said, I'm so unpopular, I'll come out for you or against you, whichever one you think will help, you know. I love that. I, I said, we are in such an interesting time where the term expert is thrown around. And punditry and expertise are things that always raise my antenna. When someone starts talking about, well, this person's a pundit here and this person's an expert here. I want to see results. I want to see uh, a, a, an actual concrete success that I can point to before I will confer expert status on anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, the wise way to go because, uh, like you said, there's a lot of people claiming to be a lot of things out there. You know, I, I, I hear ads every day on the radio for a guy I'm not going to name because I don't want to call him out, but he calls himself the world's foremost expert on sales training, and he's selling a program on sales training. So, of course, he's going to say that. But I, I don't know who he is from Adam. Never heard of the guy. I was going through you know, my office. They sort out my mail before I come in, and, and but a piece of junk mail got in the in the, in the other pile, and we are going through this, and, and she said, oh, this is junk mail. It's, it's about a... Um, uh, an online training course on on how to market on the web, and I said, "Why would a guy that's going to tell us how to market on the web try to sell his course by sending me junk mail, the snail mail? Why would why would you do that? I mean, it's it's that kind of stuff that just really baffles me." Well, it's somebody, an expert in marketing, came into his office and <laughs> sold his company on direct mail. <laughs> Probably so. That's the way that works. Oh, so much great stuff in these beautiful Winner's Wisdom columns each week from our friend Jim Stovall. And you really should go to jimstovall.com, sign up. It'll show up in your mailbox, every in your email box every week. And uh, it's free and it's beautiful stuff. And Jim, I hope I didn't step in again with my question about the circadian rhythms earlier. Not at all. Not at all. It put me completely to sleep, so it worked out great. Wow. 
Good. I'll tell you. Wait a minute. All right. We'll do this again next week, Jim. Thank you, my friend. 